surrounded by this light blue something. I This is my mattress. I'm sitting in my bedroom where I usually never sit, but it's too loud in my living room because like everyone is at home and behind every wall there's a family life happening now. It's like, <laughs> so I thought this was the quietest place. Welcome from inside my closet to episode two of the podcast Across. Across is a conversation with a friend or a friend of a friend somewhere in the world, somewhere on the Corona timeline. We're checking in on each other. The conversation is a flow, no script, no plan, except each of us brings two things, one local news and an artist we want to present and recommend. My name is Kathleen and I'm based in or around Berlin. Okay, it's recording right now. Are you recording too? I am. Is all va bene? Is all va bene. Okay. So, um, I am Alessandro. I am 32 years old. I am in Milan and uh, I live in Milan since 12 years now. I'm originally from Puglia, so in the south of Italy. But I moved back here when uh, I was just here for university and then started working here, so it's been a while. I am an art director and I work for a big company that makes eyewear and owns some brands uh, in the eyewear world. So yeah, that's me. Um, do you want to know anything else about my work? Or We not? can speak about it when it comes up, but you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is my eighth week that I'm being home for the coronavirus. Um, it's been since the 24th of February. So as soon as the first case was there, we started doing smart working because there are a lot of people traveling with trains. So basically right away. So it's now like, yeah, the eighth week. The lockdown officially in Italy started like six weeks ago. And um, yeah, it's been... Um, An interesting time, I must say. <laughs> the time is 7.41 p.m. on the 21st of April, 2020. 2020, it's like this year that you really want to delete in the calendar. Huh? Yeah. It's like, it started off really shitty and then it just avalanched its way down to mm. become a complete horror style. I, I don't know if I can say that my year started really that bad. You started with a holiday. Yeah, I started like holiday in Australia, so traveling and a really promising year. Uh, it was supposed to be as last year. So for work, I do travel a lot usually because we shoot campaigns for our brands. And like shooting these campaigns, depending on the market, we traveled last year to Brazil or uh, Japan or even... I mean, like also New York and some other places. And this year was supposed to be the same, but of course now the situation completely changed. And this means that we're not traveling anymore. We're not supposed to travel. We're I don't see any travel. When I think about travel, it also makes me feel a bit claustrophobic because I don't see a way out of a situation where we are free to travel again. Like I don't see that could happen any anytime soon and it's a very confusing time right now the 19th was like one of the first magic dates in the corona episode of germany and then that was just after easter and in germany with a federal organization it's like i think their plan originally was to try and have it as in union as possible but everyone basically does their own thing so it's all these different dates like I'm hearing the news the radio is on in the background it's like dates here and dates there about I don't know cancelled Oktoberfest or uh, Berlin Marathon cancelled and then reopening of libraries and theaters but not cinemas and all these different dates and I'm starting to get really confused and is it mask or is it not mask like what's going on it's Well, I mean, in Italy it's the same. We have been going on this, like, let's say 15 days, kind of like postponing the end of this thing from the government. So like in the beginning was mm -hmm. the 
3rd of April, then it was just after Easter, and then now again is the 3rd of May. <clears throat> Every time that the Italian president Giuseppe Conte speaks, basically he kind of like postponed the dates, and I think this is the only thing that we can do now with the situation that we have in Italy. Every region, though, has its own... Own set of rules as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they have to follow what the main government says, but they can also, like, put something more, let's say. So, like, in the beginning, for example, we were allowed to go running, but then the Lombardia um, region said that it was not uh, anymore possible to go running, basically. And this is something that happened then in all Italy, in all of Italy. I don't know what's going to happen after the 3rd of May, honestly. Like, what it's uh, talking about uh, uh, from the 3rd of May, probably we're going to go back to, like, a new version of normality, let's say, where, like, more shops are going to be open. Like, they're talking about opening library and um, other kind of shops that are not only supermarket or pharmacies, for example. They're talking about also opening up hairdresser, but like with a really strict rules, like wearing mask or being trying to be at one meter distance. But I don't know how that can be possible, honestly. I mean, I understand that a lot of people want to go back to work, back to their business, basically. But uh, I don't know. I don't think this is something that is going to happen really soon. And in a way, somehow, like in this coronavirus mindset, I am wishing that it's going to be still like really strict. Uh, so like we're going to still follow really precise rules. Also because, I mean, like we're in Italy and like we all know that we are, we find always a way to, you know, uh, <laughs> get over the laws and stuff like that. So... In a way, I'm wishing that, like, okay, yes, there's going to be, like, a more open situation that I can get to Germany where my boyfriend lives. But I don't think we're going to go back to work as we used to because I think that's difficult because people are... I don't think they want to go back using, like, public transport or be packed in a metro, for example. I mean, I'm lucky I could go there with my bike because I'm pretty close to the office. But uh, still, if I have to do calls, I can just do calls at my place. And I don't have to go to work where it's, it's a necessary risk, I think. Do you think that in, in those eight weeks that you've been really basically more or less in a house arrest situation, can you still recount? Oh, look, you're drinking water. I'm drinking alcohol-free birra. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a good one. That's my favorite one. I don't say the brand, even though maybe, maybe I should say the brand and then we can try and get sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I, where I was trying to get to with my question was, can you still recount the couple of days when you actually left the house? Because for you as opposed to the experience that we are having here in Berlin or in Germany, you basically just left your house for the shopping. Yeah? You've never been in the nature or you haven't seen the springtime out of, I mean, maybe out of your window. Yeah, no, the only connection that I have the, from, with the outside yeah, is the supermarket, basically, and that's it. And I go there every two weeks now, so... Um, How long does it take? Because they only allow you in single, right? So only one person after the other? Um, yes, yeah, usually you have to queue, depending on the day. I mean, like the longest I've, I've queued was two hours. The shortest was 20 minutes. And uh, there are really few people allowed in the shop. Now the new rule is that They provide you gloves, so you need to wear gloves. You need to go out with a face mask. You cannot go out without. Uh, if you don't have a face mask, you can use uh, a scarf or something like that. But You have to cover your face. Yeah, you have to cover your face, you have to cover your mouth. And, yeah. uh, and also, like in the supermarket, you have to be one meter distance from everyone. And you, you're not allowed to go with, like, to, into people, for example. Uh, it's not allowed to go out. Even if you live in the same house, you cannot, you're not allowed to go out together. So you can't be in groups of two? No. 
No, wow. there is no, you have to avoid any kind of gatherings, basically, like from the people on. So full on strict. Like, yeah. I really wonder, I mean, I think that this has an effect on our behavior already. Like, I think we do change, but here it's still in comparison, it's still soft that I wonder, what do you think will the biggest change be in the society, for example, or the way we we interact or treat one another and what do you think is how do you think you changed already like what can you observe how you think differently or have different priorities or something so what do i see in my future is like not going out that much anymore but still be with friends but maybe in a smaller groups somehow I'm pretty sure that some people will go back to the normal aperitivo that they have, like with 25 people, but I don't think it's going to be me in that case. I do appreciate the company of few people. I really don't like all this video chat happening with 25 person where basically no one talks and I feel more alone in that kind of situation than actually talk to with other two people. So I think that is something that is gonna stay in my life after all this. Um, What about your cooking? My cooking is getting better and better. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not cooking a lot. I'm not eating a lot. What was the last thing that you cooked? Uh, well, I've done a couple of times pizza. Um, and I mean, I'm not really happy about it, but it was a good experiment. Uh, I'm cooking a lot of pies, a lot of pasta. The last pasta that I had was with a really nice tomato sauce with tuna. No, I mean, And what was the last thing that you cooked together with your boyfriend? The last thing that we cooked together was... Oh my God, no, it was scones, maybe? Oh, scones. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. Afternoon tea with scones. What else? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's going to be difficult to go back to a situation like cinemas uh, or... Mm, I'm missing the cinema. I'm missing the cinema too, but I'm waiting like from the film industry to come back with something like totally genius, you know? Like, I don't know, some kind of... Even like putting out films that are not going to cinemas, but like directly to your streaming system or something like that. I mean, like people want to see movies, I get that. But I don't know when we're going to go back to a cinema. We're like sitting next to each other, honestly. Mm. I don't think that is possible. And someone talks about like putting like plexiglass stuff between each seat. Oh, it's so sad. No way. I don't want to go to a cinema like that. Mm. Like I, I prefer to stay home or like totally. I did tell you about the cinema like the drive-in cinemas right i'm a little bit obsessed about them and i think the first time i heard about them was in the context of an italian i think religious mass or maybe it was somewhere in germany i can't remember but it was something with had something to do with the church and a mass and they did it in a drive-in so i'm obsessing a little oh god you're smoking i don't know i i still don't do it and i won't do it but it's the weirdest thing that this corona time brings up this feeling I want to smoke all the time, like all the time. Anyway, um, yeah, that's the saddest thing to imagine is that you're like separated by plastic glasses yeah. in places where you would usually be able to touch and, you know, you, you know, be physical as well. I think that's going to be one of the weirdest things about our future humanity is this this unphysical or probably mm. even like a paranoia of physicalness. That is something that I fear. I fear that people will be scared yeah. in the long run. I mean, at the moment, it's totally necessary and totally important to not touch hands and don't touch other people. I get that. But once this is all over, I think it will have an effect on our psyches. And I think that the way we will interact physically will change. And it's something that I'm really dreading because I don't see that that's a very nice world. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see like all of this situation where actually many people are together and going back to normal really soon. What do you think or what did you hear about the... Um, traveling situation because i just heard it for the very first time on the radio they were like there's talks about basically like 
coalitions of two countries so that they can at least support each other's tourism a little bit and stuff. Have you heard anything from Italy, what they're planning to do, or is that...? No, no, I haven't heard anything about traveling. The only thing that uh, there's, like, some stuff around that I read is that they want to provide, like, uh, they're trying to get people to get tested, like, with something really quick. Mm -hmm. So with saliva or with like a drop of blood or something like that. So like the result is basically immediate. So you can hop on a flight, for example, or something like that, or on a train. But also that, uh, I don't know. Um, I think they have to do something like that. So Italy is going to struggle a lot this this summer, for sure, because like no one is going to go to the... To the usual tourist places they already cancelled like a lot of uh, bookings and a lot of stuff but they're actually doing something that can be interesting basically like to give uh, all these tourist places still a little bit of cash that they can uh, work on they are planning to book in advance uh, future holidays that you pay now and you have like a big discount if you have maybe like a 25% or 30% so you book in now so these people can actually leave and they can keep their business and then you will uh, go on holiday when, when you can basically and they also I think they're also trying to do it with restaurants and all these kind of services so yeah I mean they're doing that here too with vouchers they have done that in the like super early on but the thing with that industry is that they can't catch up like it won't be doubling their income at some point also maybe people will be poorer in a couple of months we will see yeah. we just need to still find a way how to get you out of there and get you into the city yes yes that would be great also because as i was saying before i don't think we're going to go back to work and we're going to keep doing this smart working situation so basically work from home and um, i already said my boss as soon as i can get out from here i'm going to go out I don't care because it's, I mean, like we cannot shoot with other people. Like even the theaters are shut down. Like I was um, seeing this interview on Instagram between a director and an actress. This actress was saying, okay, this is a really crazy situation because uh, they're trying to find some escamotage. Some what, sorry? Escamotage. What does it mean? It's a... Um, like a way to do something oh. like uh and it's french oh yeah you also speak french well you know <laughs> well i don't but yeah you know, can I you know. write it into the little chat field so i can actually see how it's written that's very fancy yes hey my italian is getting better and better i can order drinks now but i can't say i would like to drink a beer i can just say beer well that's easy <laughs> <laughs> I probably can say that in, in German too. Sorry, back to your escamotage. So like they, they um, she was talking about going back to uh, shoot a film, for example. Uh, in this situation, of course, like everyone that goes on the set will be tested before. And so they know there's like no one has the coronavirus. But um, they're also trying to apply this distance rule to the cinema that means that like even directors are gonna be affected and like a lot of scenes probably will not happen no anymore. intimate like, scenes anymore no kissing no no intimate scenes no kissing no no ads and also she was saying imagine that we shoot a series for eight weeks and uh, at one point one of the actors gets sick What happened there? Like you replace the mm. actor, so you have like this situation where at one point the actor <laughs> have a real continuity problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point the actor is just like as another face, same character yeah. but another face. <laughs> well, maybe you just work with a mask from early on, so and put something like a hat and a wig with something. Yeah, and maybe you just kiss between plexiglass. <laughs> oh God. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> But yeah, I guess everyone, like in, doesn't matter which environment you work, you have to find a solution to this. That's a really democratic virus, if you think about it. I mean, like it gets everyone, no matter what you do, no matter who you are. You can be the president of the United, United Kingdom <laughs> and uh, 
you get sick. Yeah, I agree. But then that person can go on his castle and have like really fancy curing and recovering time. True. While other people have a shitty context recovering time or even affect other people. But yeah, it is true that no one can be saved from the threat. So that makes the whole thing equal. But the way it affects us and the way the consequences show, that is a very, very big difference. There's a whole spectrum there. and Yeah, yeah, true. Luckily in Italy, like at least hospitals and like all these structures are free. Like you don't have to pay to get to, to be cured by in an hospital, like in, a, in the US, for example. So at least that is a good thing, I guess. Did you get out of your feeling moody and listening to Boren and the Club of Gore? No, I do like listening to really moody music anyway, even if I'm happy. Sometimes I listen to Dua Lipa too, so it's really, I think I'm pretty balanced in that. Good, yeah. <laughs> But like, it's funny because like each day you don't know if you're going to be moody or going to be happy or everything can change really quickly, so... You just go with the flow, I guess. Yeah, I guess there's nothing else that's left. There is no option. It really is like that. It, for me, when I came back to Berlin, um, first it was strange coming back into a city where all of a sudden it doesn't even make you rise an eyebrow anymore to see people with their faces covered. It's something that is so foreign to our culture and it's something that you would always just like mm. associate and connect with your like traveling through Asia in bigger cities where it's so normal that people wear these mask protections and all of a sudden it becomes more and more and more common here as well. And yeah, so it's it's weird coming back home into a city that I left for three weeks and then all of a sudden seeing a different surface. Like you see how things change, like the way people are sharing the sidewalk, mm -hmm. how they're trying to avoid one another and all of that but then also yesterday I was riding my bike I was going to a park and then and there was a little group of I don't know I guess 20 hipsters young kids who were doing like outdoor dancing like distancing but dancing it was very I mean it was sweet I was riding past and it made me giggle it was early in the morning uh, and I thought about that too because that is also something that I'm missing I really would like to dance with someone like mm. I'm dancing at home But it would be nice to dance with someone and freak out together and be silly and jump around and stuff. Um, so I thought it was sweet. But at the same time, I was like, oh, is that allowed? <laughs> you know, uh, so the Corona police was on in my brain again. And it, uh, I think the answer to it is no, probably not, because it wasn't a demonstration. Uh, and yeah. And then yesterday I uh, went for a walk with my really good friend, you know, the one who had a baby, yeah. that one. And I saw the baby for the first time since, I mean, I saw her on photos. She was born when your house arrest started. Then they came home from the hospital. And then a friend of mine and I, we cooked for them. It was the first or second evening they were back home. And it was the second of March. I remember that because it was the second of March was the last time I touched the baby. But I never held her because the day after I had a bit of a cold and then Corona happened. So since that time, I haven't seen her in person. And I've never held the baby of my best friend it's so weird and it makes me that makes me sad but it was it was so nice to see the baby yeah i can imagine i want to see the baby too. yeah you will i will i will <sighs> hey guess who guess who put a postcard into the letterbox today did you yeah good so i i wrote today's date on it because this is the experiment. Yeah, I'm really curious to learn how long it will take for a postcard from Berlin to Milan. I'm leaving the city already again and I'm going to my shack. And it's really, it's really interesting for me to observe how Corona is also a really big story for me in terms of city and country or city and hinterland. Definitely at the moment, I prefer the country and the space and small amounts of people because people make me <laughs> nervous, unfortunately. And that is also a pretty shitty side effect. It's like I'm seeing a group of people and I'm like, oh, God, super spreader. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I don't know how to feel about that, actually, because, I mean, one, I've never been out from the city in all this situation. And even if I imagine, like, I mean, there are some friends that are saying, okay, as soon as we can go back to do something more, we should rent a house, like a big one, and get there with, like, in 10, for example. And, like, if it starts again, at least we're there and we're going to keep staying there, like, all together. So, because they're really scared of, like, staying home again by themselves. And I do understand that, but I was thinking, do I want to do that? Mm, I don't think so. Do I want to go to like a nice place where maybe I can go to the to the sea in the morning? I don't know. I don't know. I feel safe at home now. And it's still and it's also like I think it's my home. It's like my place where I have everything I need and everything is here. So like the idea of going somewhere else where you just have a luggage and uh, the stuff that you bring are the stuff that you're going to use for another month, that mm, doesn't all make me feel really comfortable, honestly. I don't know if I would do what you're doing. I mean, like, you're going to your shed and you're, you've been to your mom's house, so I guess it's a different situation. You're not going, like, to rent the house on the ocean or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't rented, so it's all uh, mm. surroundings that I'm very familiar with that are home in a way yeah and i've been there by myself so i didn't have to i would also find it weird to be in a situation with so many people like what you just said like a group of 10 friends and then just in case there is another round of lockdown and you would be forced to be all together i don't know i think i also i think it's also i would prefer to be on my own as well it's yeah. a strange thing but i i guess i would yeah i mean i do understand my friends i don't know if I would do it, honestly. Like, every time they talk about it, I'm like, mm, I don't know, <laughs> let me think about it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Also because at least you can avoid, like, talking with someone in this case, in this moment. And I think it's so important, like, to not talk all the time with someone in this moment, honestly. Because, maybe because you're just, like, so much in your head and... So there is like good sides and bad sides of in all this situation. I do not understand people that like calls you and they ask you, how are you? And but you haven't talked for five months before. So it's like, why are you asking? We haven't been friends before. So why we should be friends now? I mean, this is not changing. But yeah, maybe it's just me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's you because for me, it actually, there was a few calls from people that I'm not so, like I'm not in touch on such a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really nice. I really appreciated it. And look, I mean, you and I, we have never been on phone calls before as well. True. And that's really nice that that now changed and that we have such a channel going on and play cheetah and be silly and be also earnest. And that's really nice. So yeah, that's true. I don't think it, that can happen with many people. Well, though. maybe not. Only with a few very special ones. Yeah. <laughs> a few very special ones. <laughs> um, hmm. If we don't have anything to say, we can also play. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, have you started? Or ending up starting to read a book? Because I still haven't read a book. I was just noticing because my phone here is on a pile of books that I did read in like previous times. But I still haven't read one book and it's week four or five now. No, yes, I'm reading some books. I'm reading books with my boyfriend at night now. So every night we read each other a couple of books that we have uh, in common. What was it again? Sorry. I read... Is it okay if I ask? Yeah, but you told me already, but I forgot it. What was it? Yeah, it's a, a book from Murakami, the, um, the running one. Uh, ah, the Marathon Autobiography. Yeah. It's so yeah, good, it's that really one. Yeah, it's a really good one. Yeah. And we also started another one from... Uh, also Murakami? It's called Insane. I don't remember the writer now. No, no, it's uh, from... Oh, I can't find it, I can't see it. Well, I'm going to look up for it. <laughs> I saw this really funny, this really funny New Yorker cartoon where... <laughs> 
like a guy and a woman stand in a super minimal room and she says something like, well, now it's a real payback for all the minimalized Marie Kondo. Like now you can fold your seven T-shirts for the rest of your lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm doing that, actually. <laughs> so. I can't find this artist. So we're reading this book. Every night we read one chapter each. And so, like, we switch paragraphs. So, like, paragraph after paragraph, we read each other the book. And it's so nice and sweet. Um, I really like it. It's so sweet. It's nice. It's nice. I mean, we, we have a long history of, like, series together, FaceTiming and doing all these things but this like we we reached this new level literature now <laughs> from <laughs> yes. like from cheap netflix to the high-end literature and murakami and and the other one that you can't find in your minimal apartment yes exactly i don't know where it is ah there it is i found it okay it's um insane by reynold reynold Gold. gods ah okay we started reading also this one together But it's really difficult English. So it was a constant like stopping each other and saying, hey, what does this word mean? Uh, what else? What else? Uh, there was something else I wanted to say. We wanted to play Cheetah. Uh, no, I'm reading a lot. Uh, yes, we want to play the game. But like about the reading question, I'm reading a lot of uh, magazines. Some that I had already in my house, some other, some new ones. And it's really satisfying because sometimes you have like all this magazine. I mean, at least it happens to me. Uh, I have all this magazine that I buy and you go through them, you look a nice picture, you read a few articles and then you leave it them there somehow. And now instead I'm going really deep into everyone and I'm really happy. Nice. I uh, did these... I don't know what they're called, mini subscriptions for all these magazines that were like support us and stuff. I was on a shopping spree, vouchers mm -hmm. for my favorite bookshop, check out that magazine, buy two editions of this and so forth. And then I was like, stop it, stop it, girl, <laughs> stop buying yeah. now. But I have a pile of magazines on in the kitchen on the table that I will take to the to the countryside. Um, I have big plans there. I want to make a little garden, so like just potatoes and um, beetroot because I love beetroot so much, and and some veggies that are easy. Uh, oh, but what's so crazy? I read it today was that Berlin and Brandenburg, the forests, like there's a wildfire threats already, like highest alert number five. It's so dry. Mm. And it's the third year in a row. It hasn't rained here at all. The trees are dying and obviously it also affects all the fields and the farmland as well. It's really scary. Yeah. It was so scary already, but it's going into the third round. And seriously, together with this corona dystopia plus climate crisis, those two combined as two forces. God, like we can really mm. pack it up. Yeah, yeah. I was seeing this TG Does make sense in, in English for you? No, what is it? TG is the news on the TV. Oh, okay. And uh, I, there was this, uh, this guy interviewing these people that live close to the Po, the main river in Italy. And uh, they were saying that since the corona started and like all the factories shut down, the water is so clean that it's basically going back to a normal blue. I, but there's also all these awesome pictures which I've been loving to share and they're hilarious. Like I think it was day two of the the shutdown in Berlin and there was like this photo of the canal at the end of my street also really artificially like made artificially blue and then two blue dolphins and then the headline was look dolphins in the canal right. <laughs> <laughs> or a photo of the Berghain club like all in a forest because it's so wild no one goes there anymore it was very funny ah <laughs> oh, what about cheetah we forget we we forget to play yes yes yes, yes. let's play now we're in the good mood part of the conversation did you choose the category already no because i always leave you to do that okay i'll do that but i definitely want i want the you know what Yes. That one for sure, and I definitely want the um, Bill, Bob, I mean Bob. Okay, uh, no, Espanol, English. Tuschedo is German, right? It, tuschedo, I don't know what that means. Italian for German? 
Tedesco, Tedesco. Tedesco, Tedesco, Tedesco. Oh, like, mm, well, I don't know that. <laughs> parliamo portoghese. <laughs> Sometimes I have the feeling I'm so fluent already, but now, now I feel. <laughs> okay, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six categories. Yeah, three rounds. Sí. Three rounds, two players. Uniskitti, I'm octopus. Giocatore. Giocatore. Lettere D. Okay. Oh, now I'm curious. Okay. So pizza toppings, you say dill, I say dates. How did Bob die? Due to a donut overload. Sure. <gasps> Drunkenness in my case. Yeah. Uh, Four-letter word, done, duck. Mm -hmm. Things you do on a date, dinner. Of course, it's so the most normal thing you would do, but <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit out of practice, so I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons to quit your job, diamonds discovery. That's very nice. Yeah, I, I wanted to write diamond cave discovery, but uh, I mean, it's kind of the same. Well, for me, it was a dollar, the bad dollar. <laughs> you know who is a... Yeah, he's a dick or a dickhead, absolutely. It's only that. We totally agree. Confirma. Achtung, achtung. Next round. Prossimo round. G. Lettere G. Okay. Well, do we have a spelling mistake there? Yes, Because <laughs> you're so strict with the spelling mistakes. No, I'm fine. You want to read it? The pizza toppings? Okay, pizza toppings, I said garlic with a little mistake. And you said gorgonzola. Very good. How did Bob die um, eating goat cheese expired? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. A gallop accident, yes. <laughs> Four letter word gone and glad. Yeah. Things you do on a date getting drunk. And Google or giggle. You Google something or you giggle. Reason to quit your job. I put gay harassment. Yeah, that's a good reason to quit a job. Yeah. I quit my job because I went to Greece and stayed in Greece in my little fantasy island. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. And Donald, blah, 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 blah. blah. I didn't say that name. Oh, yep. Gallery of shit photos. <laughs> that is such a good one. <laughs> it sounds like gringo, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, nice. Good round. Conferma. 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 I risultati. Last round. Hey. Oh. Yes. Okay. Ah, I don't press stop yet. I, I... Why my brain is shutting down? Okay, okay, it's you. But there's one I'm a little bit ashamed about. Pizza toppings, almonds, ananas. Because you say ananas as well in Italian, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they say pineapple. Oh man, it's so weird. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> How did Bob die? Allergy, arson. Really random one. Arson, yes. Yeah, the four-letter word also and... Ah, <laughs> us. <laughs> it is a four-letter word. True, it's a four-letter word. Things you do on a date. It's probably not the best date, but it's likely to happen to argue. Or you try abracadabra and hope they all works <laughs> out. <laughs> Reasons to quit your job. A lot of money from another company. So there's... Two A's there, double. And for me, Alessandro bought me a lottery ticket and I won. Yeah, spell how did you spell Alessandro? Oh, sorry. I won L less and an extra S. I'm sorry. Ah, scusi. <laughs> and he, the you-know-who, is an admirable sh... sh shitey? <laughs> no, I was supposed to be shithead. <laughs> okay, that counts. Or an arsehole. Yeah, that's true. 
Okay. Oh, this was a very cultivated round for a change, yeah. I think. Okay, let's conferma. Octopus lost. Alessandro with one L and double S won the game. Really, really close. Yeah, one. Cool. Okay, let's come to the two. What did you bring? Did you look up something that was not worthy in the news that you would like to share? Yes, I. I don't know if it really can be a news. Oh, it's okay. We don't have to be journalistic strict about it. Um, I spoke here already about like all the fashion industry how it's moving forward in this situation. There's some um, really nice interviews that. Vogue UK and Vogue America are doing on uh, Zoom. So usually it's like the editor of uh, one of these two magazines that interviews designers, like a really famous one or like really new ones. So they're having like this discussion about like how the fashion industry is gonna move forward in all this situation because they are being really affected, of course, as other industry, but they also like relate on uh, traveling a lot, relate on like materials from other countries. So like they're facing like uh, a really interesting moment. And I think it's one of the industries that is probably questioning uh, more about like their process because I guess they've been like, they've always been like really driven by um, this uh, fast way of acting like every season has to be like a new collection and every time has to be something new something to propose like the shows have to be bigger and bigger and uh, they do not care about I mean some of them they do already but like some others they do not really care about the environment or how they produce all this stuff and they're really questioning themselves in a very constructive way I think so um, it's super interesting to see all these uh, big names or even like small uh, fashion uh, brands or they're questioning the whole system basically. So like starting from how they do approach like a shoot or how do they approach a new collection or how they do are more environmentally friendly and all this stuff. They're making really good points, I think. But can you give me an example of a good point? Like one that you found interesting? Like, for example, like talking about shows, what happens is they spend millions and millions every year to put on a show where like all the people fly to Paris or to Milan or to New York, there are like the fashion cities around the world. And every year there is so much impact on the environment for this. Like if you just think about like all the travels or if you just think about like moving all these people from one part to another, like all these shows that do impact a lot on the environment. And they questioning themselves about that. like from any point of view, like from the point of view of the collection, how to deal with the collection, how to not make something new, but maybe make something that is like really high quality still, but that can last longer. So like this whole idea of making something new every season, probably, I mean, they're questioning it. So probably not going to see any more. That would make my green heart beat very fast. I really like it. Yes. I really hope that that's not just a reaction to it now, but that is like looking at like resources and how we treat uh, materials and yes. how we treat the planet and stuff that that will and like treating it better, like not only under the restrictions that we currently live under, but like generally as a nice as a concept for a future that would make me very hopeful. Yeah. That's a nice news. Yeah, no, and I think it's, I don't know, I don't see many other industries that are questioning themselves that much. That's why I find this interesting. Like, I don't see, I don't know, the, the design industry, for, for example, like questioning themselves as much as the fashion industry is doing. Like, um, if you think about like Milan is, yes, a fashion city, but it's also like the design city of Italy, for example, like 
Today was supposed to start the for the Salone del Mobile. This huge fair that they do every year and attract so many. Is that the one that you made the films of? Yeah. Last year. Two years ago, yeah. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Two years, really. Was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and um, I was actually expecting something from the design industry or like from the designer, like to say, hey, no, we this year we're not gonna be in Milan, but. You can see our pieces like here, or uh, we're gonna do like an uh, an interactive version of something, and they haven't done that yet. They just postponed the whole thing. That's a bit lame. You would expect a little more from designers to come up with, you know? Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Breaking the whole concept. And uh, I don't see. I mean, like I can say that I follow basically the whole both industries at yeah, the same way because it's something that I'm really into mm -hmm. but I don't see from the design one the same effort like to come up with something new interesting like in this interview that I was seeing there was Mark Jacobs it was so interesting like to see that he was admitting like that he's not doing anything at the moment you know like it's um, because like the interview guy was asking like how do you plan are you are you planning to do the next show are you, are you planning to do the next collection he was saying like i'm not i'm just not doing this and not because he's, he's lazy or he doesn't want to for sure but because he's more into like thinking about what's actually next And he's not talking only about like a piece of garment or another pair of shoes. It's like what actually people gonna need next after all this. And I think there's really healthy questioning in this way an industry like that. Because there there's need to change something and it's the good moment to do it. Word up, man. I agree. I also brought positive news. Yes. <laughs> also because in the previous conversation that I had with my friend Marty I brought like down a news like I was just so dark and heavy and really doom and gloom kind of so today I bring happy news or positive like how this shitty situation brings out good situations and this one is in the context of how we move through the city and in Berlin, uh, extra bike lanes uh, popped up, pop-up bike lanes. Mm. So in, in order to try and give bike riders more space so that they can also try and keep a bit of a distance from each other, the city has um, extended bike lanes in Kreuzberg. It was started and it was apparently it was successful and now it moves to two different, um, to other suburbs, to Schöneberg and to Tempelhof, I think. And what's really nice is that 133 other German cities are following it and are inspired by it. Although the real credit needs to go to Bogota in Colombia. They were the ones that came up with it. And I think they created like... In their city, I don't know how big Bogota is, but the bike lanes that they had pop up uh, when the crisis started and the lockdown started was over 100 kilometers in length. I remember that I read that and that I was really impressed by that. So anyway, Berlin copied it, but I mean, it's a good copy. So yeah, I think that's a really cool news is that maybe that will change or has a longer lasting effect on our transportation system as well. And maybe... This shows that it's good and that we can maybe just keep it and that it doesn't need to be a pop-up but can be like a constant thing that we have wider bike lanes, more space for everyone, like in Copenhagen, for example. And and another thing that I thought was interesting is not a big news because it's not new, but the bike shops were allowed to be open the entire time in Berlin. Like bike uh, shops were considered system relevant. So I think that's nice. No, that's a good news. That's a really good news. I like that. Also, like in Italy, they're trying to get more bike lane, uh, like Milan has some, but they're trying to make people more safe in a way and also to give people this chance to actually go around with a bike. And I think Milan would be perfect if there would be more people actually biking than in a car. That would be great. So I really hope that actually that happens. That would be great. And I really hate cars, so... Like in all this mess, not hearing the cars going around is the only thing that I want that, that stays the same also after. 
because it's just so nice and quiet around and you just like it's so quiet it's amazing like and also public transport i guess like if there is less traffic also public public transport can work better and maybe they can put like more buses and more trams so like people are more have more space in the and they do not have to like force themselves into into a tram or a bus so i guess if we can keep like avoiding traffic and cars also in the future would be great i agree okay look i mean i've been really like i think from midday on i was a bit like my energy level was extremely low before we entered into our date our conversation and i felt like i wanted to just listen <laughs> not talk and and now i'm really awake and happy again it's almost like as if I had a sugary drink or something. I feel like a lifer <laughs> again. <laughs> so that's nice. And now we still have something nice, sharing and recommending and presenting an artist to one another. This girl is um, a Milanese singer. I know her since a while now because she was in a duo in the, in the past with another Milanese guy. Uh, and they did really amazing music. And then they split and both of them now they are solo. She has a really amazing uh, taste in music. I really find her like really modern in a way. And also what something that I really appreciate is that she always comes with uh, a nice, amazing, visually appealing music video. So... Yeah, that's why I choose her. And she's young and really amazing. I love her. Her name is Lim, L-I-M. And this is a song from 2017, three years that is out. So we're not going to record it, this, right? We listen to it together now. Okay. Like just in real time, you and I. Mm -hmm. And we can press play on the count of three. Yes, okay. Let's do okay, it. one, two, and... Play. So nice. Thanks for sharing. Definitely nice. I really love it. And that is so cool. And I knew it was so cool. That is something, especially when you look at like local artists, mm -hmm. that can be such a discovery as well. Like I would never have found out about her otherwise. And I, I totally understand what you mean with the um, appealing aesthetic as well in the video. It's nice also because it's so far it's real um, female artist women power <laughs> kind of like coincidentally because I played the song that I also shared with you the other day, Polly's Disaster which is also a solo artist and what I am about to share with you now is also a female solo artist as well And but I also wanted to tell you what I'm really excited about is that the next person I will speak to is a woman that is not a friend of mine. Like I I have only met her in voice messages on WhatsApp now. She lives in Harare in Zimbabwe. And she already told me that she's going to bring a song by herself. So mm -hmm. I didn't know that she obviously is also a singer. And so interesting, huh? That's amazing. That's super interesting. So it's going to be the fourth mm -hmm. music by a female voice as well. I love that. I mean, it was all free. And I remember, I mean, our test episode that we couldn't end up using because the sound quality was so shit. And also we... We drank a few too many Negronis. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit embarrassing, actually. <laughs> That's why from now on only sober. 
Yeah, thanks for thanks for letting me meet her. And I play you the song. I have it here. With her, as I said, she's also a, a solo artist. Um, she writes, sings, produces. She does it all in one person. She is a one-woman show. She's a really old friend of mine. And she also asks a question. Her song is called Who's Not Waiting? And the last time I played a song, it was Where Will We Go? So last time it was Where Will We Go? Then you just brought Game Over. <laughs> and now comes Claudine with Who's Not Waiting? And... I really want to support her. And because artists at the moment have it so difficult, here's the one that I wanted to share with you now, and maybe we can also play that together. Did you get it? Yes. Okay, on the count of three again. Can you count in Italian, please? Yes. <laughs> Tre, due, uno, vai.
I, I really like the music. Yeah, I really like it too, and I, I think she really deserves a wider audience as well. So, yeah, hopefully that will be great. Yeah, it's really nice song. Yeah, well, um, I don't know, tomorrow a new day. What did you say? We just see what comes up. We just see what happens tomorrow. We see what's coming up. Do some work, see what happens, have some calls, and uh, just go on. By the end of the week, I will go back to the supermarket to have a little adventure outside, but yeah. And I'm still waiting for my makeup to come, so... That would change, actually, in my week. I hope that it'll sit on your doormat tomorrow. Oh, bene. Oh, bene, indeed. Sleep well. You too. Ciao. That was episode two. And in two weeks, I'll be speaking with Rutendo in Harara, Zimbabwe. Until then, keep your heads up, follow across on Instagram, across underscore 2020, and wish me luck with my Italian classes. Ciao.